At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. the Thursday edition of Big Bets here on VEASAN. Dave Ross here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. He is Danny Burke, and of course, he is in the... Do you guys take offense to the Second City? Because I think it's still a cool moniker for Chicago, Danny. Uh, it's all good with me, you know. I, I mean, you get the comedy show, the improv at the Second City, too, so I feel like that's kind of a positive when you attribute it to that as well. So, uh, it's all good, Dave. And hey, you know, you get the label, too. You you earned your time here, so you, so you get to call whatever you want. Buddy. Eight, eight years in Chicago, of course, was uh, born in New York for my first 10, so I kind of have that first city, second city thing going on there. Mm-hmm. And we bring it up here, Danny, because you know I'm really excited today, not only because we have Josh Applebaum, we'll ship up to Boston here later on in hour number one, and, of course, Mike Pritchard in hour number two to talk all things NFL. Can't wait to pick uh, Pritch's brain and what's going on out here in the desert with Derek Carr and beyond. But, look, I, I lived in Syracuse. If you've ever been to Syracuse or live in the area, there's not a whole lot to do there except maybe go to Dinosaur or BBQ or watch Syracuse basketball and football. And today, the Pinstripe Bowl getting ready to kick off here uh, in New York City I'm just excited for Syracuse football against Row the Boat today in Minnesota. This number, Danny, has kind of gotten out of whack as the week has gone on because last week, two weeks ago, it was about seven, eight for Minnesota. Rowing the boat all the way up to 10 and a half. So I'm seeing some 11s out there as well. That total has also gone up from about 42, 42 and a half to 45. We understand, Danny, the reason why the number has crept up, and it's because of opt-outs from Syracuse. Their uh, stud running back is declared for the NFL draft. Their defensive coordinator has moved on already. 
uh, as we know that these things happen earlier rather than later now in the college football landscape. But what do you make of today's game here with Cuse now getting up to 10 and a half points? Well, you and I were talking about this before the show. and I was telling you, I was like, man, I, I like Minnesota a lot. I think they're the right side. But at 10 and a half, I just can't get there. Because even though Minnesota did end the season on a hot streak, winning their last four out of five, even though they got their star running back in Ibrahim and mm-hmm. a future NFL center in the mix and virtually nobody that is that important opting out, it's still Minnesota, and it's still a quarterback in Tanner Morgan who didn't necessarily live up to the hype that we put for him this year. Last year, he lost some receivers. Okay, so be it. The year before, or maybe it was two years, whatever it is, the dude's been at Minnesota for like five years at this <laughs> point. Uh, he was great, and then he just hasn't replicated that, Dave. But the other side and the reason why I like Minnesota, too, is because you mentioned it, Syracuse losing some guys. And really, they had a very brutal end to their season too, right? They went on like, what, a five-game losing streak? And I just find it hard to imagine them getting sustainable offense against a really solid Minnesota defense too. I mean, they're fifth best in the nation defensively in total defense. And also some other numbers that stood out to me too, Dave, that I thought that were interesting. Now, Minnesota is the second least penalized team. As for Syracuse, nobody in college football had more penalties per game than Syracuse, right? Ouch. Over 31 the last three outings. Minnesota only got flagged 44 times the entire year. So I think that's going to come down to the wire too, especially when you're you know, missing some of these key guys who could be more organized and disciplined. The new guys kind of a little bit discombobulated potentially. Uh, Minnesota's second in the country in third down conversion and third down stops. So I, I don't know. A lot of these numbers kind of add up to me thinking Minnesota does have the advantage. But again, Dave, now that this number has gotten across 10, I can't get their pre-flop. So like I was saying yesterday and doing a lot of these games, I'll wait, see if I get a better number with the Gophers and then look to attack. But it's not worth laying it right now because of how adjusted it's been. Absolutely. Minnesota getting the ball first here to begin the pinstripe ball, but it's also the bad boy mowers ball. So like, like which one's is it the pinstripe bowl? Is it the bad boy mowers bowl? Is it just all combined? whatever you want it to be? Just call it whatever it is. It's the New York bowl in my estimation, but Minnesota uh, will get the ball first. We'll keep an eye on those changing numbers. You know, Danny, speaking of, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it. I'm a big Cuse guy and a big Dallas Cowboy guy. So it feels like a national holiday for me today with both my squads kind of in action on the uh, gridiron today. The Cowboys going to take on the Titans tonight in Tennessee. I just saw a live shot. We'll see how it changes. But from Tennessee right now, bad weather right now in Tennessee. So it could be kind of a, a mutter's track, if you will. Talking about a number that's going out of whack here. This thing was nine and a half, ten. And there are no opt-outs in the NFL, but a lot of guys will not be playing for Tennessee tonight. Derrick Henry's doubtful with a hip. I think the big shocker here is that Joshua Dobbs is going to be the starting quarterback for Tennessee. And you go, Joshua Dobbs? Was he even on the roster two weeks ago? No, he wasn't. So they just got him up off the street. Malik Willis uh, will be benched in favor of Joshua Dobbs. The number is now up to 13 for the Cowboys here. Again, I did grab the Cowboys at 10 earlier in the week. So I feel better about that, getting the closing line value. We'll see if that's worth anything at all. But, Danny, the one thing that worries me as a Cowboy backer is the enemy you know would be Malik Willis, and he has not looked good at quarterback. The kind of the guy you don't know now is Joshua Dobbs with a guy off the street, new lease on his football life. I, I kind of worry a little bit that, hey, what does he have to lose? Guy was on the couch a couple weeks ago. Now he's starting on a Thursday night primetime game. Kind of nothing to lose, everything to gain for Joshua Dobbs. 
Yeah, I, that's a good point in terms of Dobbs. I guess it's just one of those tricky things because of the unknowns. And we have seen several instances this season where you've had a backup or a younger guy get thrown into the mix, and that guy ends up playing fairly well. Not that I'm necessarily expecting that to happen with Joshua Dobbs against one of the better defenses that you know very well of, Dave, mm -hmm. in the Dallas Cowboys. But this is just such a – I mean, a lot of these Thursday night games have been absolute duds, and this is just capping it off beautifully, right? You have a Tennessee <laughs> team who needs nothing in this game. They're going to rest their guys because only next week matters against the Jags. Dallas is all but solidified in their position for the playoffs. So I guess my, and you can speak on this again, being very close to the team and following it and covering them and all that. But like Dallas, how much effort are they going to put in the later stages of this game? Right. If they start building up that lead, will right. they maintain it. Will they start putting in their reserves? And then does that open up the door for the back door, right? For that double digit cover. If Dobbs, like you said, fighting for his job is still fighting and fighting till the end. That's what scares me a little bit about laying such a big number. But uh, look, there's nothing that I want to do in this game because of all the uncertainty. The only thing that I thought would maybe have been a decent bet, and it was posted yesterday and then immediately it shot down, was Tennessee team total under 14 and a half. And mm -hmm. apparently a lot of people like that because now it's 13 and a half across the board, Dave. Yeah, I'm with you, Danny. And again, the Cowboy defense has struggled in recent weeks. And you mentioned, you know, 11, Micah Parsons, who's up for Defensive Player of the Year. Nick Bosa right now the favorite to win that award. But Parsons has been injured. He, he got dinged up about six weeks ago with a knee, and that kind of limited some of his reps. And then he's had an illness that was going around. You saw it when he was calling for a timeout in that Saturday game, uh, Christmas Eve game, against the Eagles before the final game. So this could be a get-right spot for that Cowboy defense that has struggled as of late against what should be an, an anemic offense without Derrick Henry and certainly Joshua Dobbs at, at quarterback in this one. Hassan Haskins looks like he could be in line for a big game here at the running back position uh, for Tennessee. So if you're a prop player, that might be a way to, to look if you want to find any angle on Tennessee. But I'm with you. There's really no part of this that I would want other than I look for the Cowboys to come out strong in that first half, try to kind of put this game away early. Again, the Cowboys have something to play for. As you mentioned, Danny, the Titans do not. It all comes down to next week for down in Duval for the Titans. They win that game, they're going to win the division. They lose that game, they're going to lose the division. So really, this game has zero importance uh, for the Titans. The Cowboys still something to play for here. If the Eagles were to trip up and lose to New Orleans on Sunday, then that game against the Giants for the Eagles in the next week would be the all-important game. So there is something to play for for the Cowboys. I know that Dan Quinn in that defense will be looking to get on the right track here. Hope that the Eagles sputter, but really it's to put pressure, right? It's like, like tennis, like Dallas is trying to hold serve tonight. It doesn't have to be pretty, just get the job done. And then that puts some pressure on the Eagles to win on Sunday uh, against the Saints, as we mentioned. So again, that number getting a little bit out of control for my liking, but I do think the Cowboys ultimately will take care of business. But I'd look to that first half earlier in the week was at six. It's now up to seven and a half. So yeah. Really, I'm expecting a big a big rush from here from the Cowboys in that first half to try to put this one to bed early and, and hopefully from their perspective coast to an, to an early victory, an easy victory against the Tennessee Titans on this Thursday night game. Okay, we got a lot to get to uh, uh, more on these games, and we'll get those uh, with Josh Applebaum and see where that steam is going. By the way, Syracuse forces, it wasn't a three and out, a couple first downs for row the boat, but Garrett Schrader and the, Cow uh, the uh, Orangeman offense right now takes the field for the first time in that pinstripe bowl here in the first quarter. Uh, we're going to get to these other bowl games in depth, but we have seen some of these numbers kind of get out of the, out of, out of hand a little bit. What about that Florida state line against Oklahoma very quickly, Danny, because 
It feels like, again, Florida State could be the right side, but it's already up to double digits we're seeing now against Oklahoma. Kind of like we're talking about with the Cowboys up to 13. Kind of like Minnesota getting up to almost 11. Do we worry about these double-digit, laying these double-digit points, even though Florida State feels like the right side here today? Yeah, certainly, because with Oklahoma, even though they are missing a slew of players, their defense has been a train wreck, and the coaching turnover has also been a disaster. You know, Dylan Gabriel, their quarterback, still gives you an opportunity to score some points. Now, the impressive side of the Seminoles has been their defense. They're allowing just 307 total yards of offense, only 159 in the passing game. And then you look at Oklahoma, we mentioned that defense. They're allowing over 450 total yards of offense. And what they're really weak in is the running defense. They're surrendering about 190 rushing yards per game. So that's where Florida State can really take control and just dominate time of possession. Again, similar to how I feel about Minnesota. I like Florida State. I think they win. I don't think it's as appetizing in the double-digit spot, especially when you have as good of a quarterback who can hit an explosive play and get that backdoor cover in Gabriel. Again, broken record, but I'm going to wait, see if I could get a better number with Florida State. If it were under 10, I'd be a little bit more tempted, Dave. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Mike Norvell will have his season capped off on a good note. But these numbers have just gotten very adjusted and in the wrong direction of where I want to bet. So that's why I'm standing pad for now. Danny, by the way, you're not a broken record. Neither is Amal when we talk about these waiting for the better in-game opportunities. I think what this is, it's a really good reminder, daily reminder, to be – patient in, in your betting yeah. handicaps here. And if you can get the better of the number, like we're talking about here with Florida state, Hey, it came true for the old miss game that we talked about yesterday in the program. Yeah. If you follow those numbers, you got better in game. Come on back. Much more to get to just getting started here on big bets. At bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The countdown to 2023 has started. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook has you covered to start off the new year with a bang. Join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to ring in 2023. Log into BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app on December 31st to receive a 22% profit boost. Then log in again on January 1st, 2023, and kick off the new year with a 23% profit boost on any qualifying offer. So celebrate with Bet Rivers and get not one but two profit boosts. It is a whole new game. We roll on on this edition of Big Bets here on Visa and Dave Ross here in Las Vegas. Danny Burke back home in Chicago. Danny, we do have some sad news to pass along that we just heard about uh, right as we were beginning the broadcast today. We knew that uh, Pele had been in poor health, and sadly he has passed away at the age of 82. We, we just had the World Cup, and Pele is a three-time uh, World Cup champion, and you can understand why. Like for me as a kid, Danny, growing up, Pele is the first name I ever heard of in regards to soccer. Like, not obviously not American soccer, just soccer in general. And there are some people in the world of sports and whatever sport that might be that almost kind of emulate what the sport is all about or, or they're very symbolic of what the sport is about. And I feel like for me, at least growing up, that's how I learned about soccer. And then, of course, Pele later on in his life came over and, and played in Major League Soccer. Uh, and it was just it was fascinating to see him as a young kid for me and hear about this legend of Brazil and, and coming to the United States to play soccer and really help grow the game. And I think there's going to be so many ways that people are going to remember Pele. But for me, it's that ambassador, right? It's that ambassador of like bringing Brazil and, and showing what a great Brazilian soccer player he was to the United States and helping grow the game here in the U.S. That's one of the first guys that I think of when I think of soccer is Pele, and sadly he's passed away at the age of 82. But on the heels of the World Cup, Danny, it almost feels like we're saddened, but it's also a celebration of how much the game has grown globally, and I think he's a big reason why it has. Absolutely. And Dave, like you said, I mean, even myself growing up in a different generation and here in the United States where soccer isn't as prominent and I'm personally not the biggest soccer fan. Mm -hmm. He was a staple, right? Growing up, you knew who he was and you would always say when you were playing soccer or doing some kind of trick shot or something like that. So very saddened to hear that news and rest in peace to an absolute legend. There it is. Again, there's global ambassadors. He was one of them for the great sport of soccer around the world, kind of like a Michael Jordan is. I'm sure people uh, in different countries, when they think of basketball, they might think of him as well. So Pele has passed on at the age of 82. Uh, and again, uh, well said, Danny, we rest in pieces. We uh, certainly rest in peace. We hope that his family is able to celebrate his life today. Let's get back to the bowl action that we have going on right now. Uh, that Syracuse, Minnesota game, Syracuse punted on fourth and four from the Minnesota 42. Danny, look, if I, if I end up losing my ticket on Syracuse, that's okay. 
Well, we got to be aggressive. It's a bowl game, right? Don't, don't you need to go for those things instead of punting from the opponent's 40, 42-yard line when you have fourth and short? A hundred percent. I mean, unless there's something like if you're in a coaching situation where your where your job security is a little bit unsure and you really want to play it safe, that would be the only excuse for not taking advantage of those situations, Dave. I mean, I'm not going to say this bowl game is meaningless and that bowl games are meaningless, but like it, it, to the extent of if you're not in the college football playoff, why not just unload the back, right? Why not see what your players are capable of doing and what play calls and practice reps you can utilize in those specific situations. You really have not that much to lose, especially this early in a game. If you don't have the confidence to go for it in that situation, what does that say about your offense? And more importantly, what does that say about your defense? If you don't get it, you're telling me you can't limit Minnesota. Well, then you're not going to be able to limit them the rest of the game. I would think. Cause like you said, what it was like a 25 yard punt, 25 yard net punt. You have a better chance of getting the first down than like pitting the ball down within the three yard line. Right. <laughs> I mean, probably if there's a stat for that, but uh, absolutely. I don't know. It, it's foolish. And especially when you're in a, in as big as an underdog role, like Syracuse is reaching double digits. Not that they know that really, but do you understand the mentality of it? Why not just let loose Dave? I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm with you on that. And again, I put my arm up because Syracuse fourth down. You put the fist up. Fourth down, Syracuse will, after a Minnesota first down, they will force a second punt. By the way, five minutes to go in this game in the first, first quarter. And we talk about the live numbers a lot. Cuse right now, 10 minutes ago, they were 11-point uh, dogs to begin the game. Now the live number, Syracuse is only getting six and a half. And it just went off the screen here. And the total has been uh, repopulated to 38 and a half. That was at 45. So already a touchdown. This is why we always tell you, unless you have a really good lean uh, either way, that you might want to look in-game because you're going to get the better of the number. Like if you like Minnesota and your handicap was Minnesota, this might not be a bad opportunity to hop in on a much shorter number on Minnesota now at six and a half than obviously having to lay the 11 that it was before the game began. So again, just some ideas, some things, some food for thought out there that Unless you have a really strong lean before the game begins, you might want to wait to those in-game scenarios. We talked a little bit about Oklahoma against Florida State, a similar situation here. Let's get back to that football game here. Uh, 10 is right now the, the number here for Florida State. The total is 65 and a half. Now, again, we told you last night, if you watched and listened to Big Bets, and hopefully you did with Danny and I yesterday, that the Ole Miss game, okay, that we leaned to the under. I believe it was about 71 before that game began and against Texas Tech. And it got off to a hot start, right? A couple of early scores as we predicted it, it might happen. And that number shot up, Danny, to about 75, 76. So you had a pretty good opportunity, if you didn't like the original number, to get almost a touchdown better to the under. Now, those numbers did hit. It got dicey at the end. And the under did end up hitting there with, with a late interception in the end zone. You had a, uh, you had a kick six there for an on, onside kick by Ole Miss. The Texas Tech ran back for a touchdown in the final couple of minutes. But, Danny, again, that's the principle, right, that we, we kind of like the pregame total of under 72, and you got even better numbers when those touchdowns came early and often in the first quarter. Yeah, and what we kept saying in a situation like that, when you have a total so high in a college bowl game where there probably is going to be that volatility – 
you're expecting points to occur. It's not that you're betting the under and thinking it's going to be a 20 to 10 effort. Like, oh, it's going to be a sweat still if a total is going to be that high. The points are expected. So especially if they were coming early, if the books had their algorithms that were inevitably going to adjust, which they shouldn't, because again, that was assumed that was going to be the situation. Right. But like you alluded to, they did. Well, not only do you still feel okay about your handicap because you expected that, but you could take advantage of an adjusted number that is advantageous advantageous towards you because the books adjusted to that when really they should expect that to happen. Now, Dave, if it was going back and forth and back and forth and huge fluky plays like, all right, fine. Like maybe <laughs> at that point, you're like maybe I'm just on the wrong side. But if it's somewhat of a methodical drive, right? Not just a huge Hail Mary play, like bomb down the field pretty much and a score like that. That is the tempo that we were thinking was going to occur, and that's what you saw in that game. Now, again, it's not like it was a sweat-free bet, but at the end of the day, you hit it, you cash, and you could have got it multiple ways, like you said early on with those adjusted numbers. So keep that in mind here during bowl season and in just a lot of football games and really a lot of sports too, like the NBA, you can get that type of uh, no doubt. that type of bet to go in. I mean, that's more of a game of runs, certainly, but the same type of thought process can be applied. And again, that total right now is 65 and a half. I do like the over in this one. But again, if you're shy about laying, you know, saying, oh, 65 and a half, how do we get there? Wait, if there's no scoring early, like there's no scoring so far in the Syracuse uh, game here, maybe that ticks down to 61, 60, and then there could be an opportunity to hop in for the full game. I got to be honest, the, the bowl game that I'm outside of Syracuse that I'm really, really excited for tonight is this Washington, Texas game. And yeah. again, this one to me, has all the makings of said shootout that we're talking about. 67 and a half is the total. But Danny, I love Michael Penix in the spot of getting three. It was up to three and a half. It's down to three now. If Texas is motivated, then this could be a real barn burner. If they're not, I know Washington will be motivated. That is one of the ways that I'm handicapping this, knowing that Michael Penix is coming back for next year and how excited they are to get there. Do you see it the same way? Or do you think there's danger today uh, playing the Huskies getting the three? No, Dave, I'm 100% with you. I mean, you have the nation's leading passer in Michael Penix Jr. He is coming back, as you mentioned, which is huge because not only do you get him to play in this game, but you want to carry that momentum into next season. They had a hot streak, too, ending their regular season, and now you have a big opportunity against a notable team in Texas. And for Penix, it's a big head-to-head -head matchup with him and Quinn Ewers. And it's not that it's a knock on Quinn Ewers or anything, but let's be honest, Dave. I mean, Michael Penix has been the more dominant, statistically better and consistent quarterback. He's played in more games, giving him more of that experience. I like the coaching advantage better for Washington and the fact that they're catching three points. I would look to take that. Or at this point, if you do think it's going to be more of a shootout, why not take some of the plus price on the money line? Cause realistically, if the Huskies are going to cover that Dave, they're probably going to win. Yeah, I'm right there with you again. So I'm on the side of the Huskies. I've already played that, got that at three and a half. It is down to three. So again, closing line value doesn't always mean everything, but at least you're, you're trying to get the better of the number here. Yeah. Uh, very quickly in that Syracuse-Minnesota games, it looks like we're going to have another punt here for Syracuse. Back and forth we go. <laughs> uh, a lot of slippage on that field in, in the pinstripe bowl. But again, scoreless, about three minutes, three and some change to go here in the first quarter. And to update that number now, it is back up to Minnesota laying eight and a half, that total creeping down to 37 and a half. So again, ways you can manipulate those lines as they change with every passing possession. Come on back. We'll talk about Friday's bowl action next year on Big Bets on these and these sports betting Network.
VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Now, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-leaf-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. So buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's E-Y-N.com. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside Danny Burke, Dave Ross here in Las Vegas. We roll on with big bets again. The big sad news of the day, the passing of Pele at 82 years of age. Three-time World Cup champion for Brazil. So, again, when you think about legends in any sport, Pele is right up there with them. Uh, So, again, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. And I know Brazil is hurting a little bit today with that news. Also, big news, obviously, in the betting industry, Joshua Dobbs will be starting for Tennessee tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. That number has been on the move. It was at around 10. It's up to 13 in some spots. So Malik Willis, I wonder if the experiment's already over there in Tennessee. That is really surprising news to me. So we'll keep a watchful eye on that number uh, before we get to kickoff. But again, we do have bowl uh, action going on right now. Up to 13 and a half you're seeing now, by the way, with the Cowboys here. So that number keeps going up, up, and away. Let's get back to some bowl action that we're going to see on Friday. Maryland against NC State in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, which means we're going to see somebody eating a vat of mayo at some time. It's the new gimmick for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Danny, would you ever sign up for that? Would there be any amount of money? Because there would be a price, right? Here we go. You're seeing it from uh, last year. Danny Burke, (laughs) what's the number to get Danny Burke to do this on live national TV? I think I'd almost want my team to lose and eat that whole jug of mayo, right? Like, you know, a little bit of mayo goes a long way, but the whole thing, I don't know if I could do that. Now, if it was ranch, I'm a big ranch guy. Oh, you could do the ranch. you could have me convinced to go there. So, yeah, the ranch, you could just dump it in. I'd do that for a considerable amount of cash. Mayo, I don't know. That that would be a tough haul. It's going to happen, people. So just know you're going to be disgusted at some point, kind of like the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest every 4th of July. Uh, So Maryland going to take on the Wolfpack. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. What do you make of this one here? We, we saw a big opt-out here for the tight end for Maryland, who's now, I believe, going to go to Alabama yeah. in the transfer portal. By the way, I saw his choices were Alabama or Ohio State. So uh, he will not be playing for Maryland. NC State just laying one small total of 46.5. Danny, any leans here before we get to Friday's action? Yeah, not too much that I love in this game, Dave, but I guess I would lean a little bit toward NC State just because of Maryland having a lot of their weapons opting out. And you mentioned the tight end. And look, if they had even just some of those guys still going, I would think Maryland would be the play because Tonga Bailo is really a dynamic threat, much like his brother in college. He could kind of kill you both ways, and he's been the focal point of the success of Maryland, especially in big games. I mean, if you go back to when they played Michigan on the road, they were in that game for a majority of it. And that's because Tonga Bailoa had a tremendous performance. And I think he could replicate that against an NC State defense that is very solid. But without those weapons, I just don't know if I could count on that. So I'd actually lean a tad bit, uh, tad bit more toward the Wolfpack. But maybe the under would actually be the play too, mm. Dave, because again, you're missing those weapons. You're going up against a good defense. NC State's offense isn't going to necessarily kill you, despite what you think of the Terps defense. Right. So this could kind of be a gross 
ugly type of game. I would maybe like the under a tad bit more than NC State. Yeah, and gross is associated with people that, that chug vats of, of mayo in the Duke's <laughs> mayo bowl. Uh, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's right. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. They're great. I wonder who will be great. Will it be Pittsburgh or UCLA right now? And it looks like the Bruins are going to be laying around seven and a half in this one against Pittsburgh. That total, pretty high. Expecting some points here, uh, 54. We know Keaton Slovis is in the transfer portal again for Pittsburgh. And You know, there's a you can follow at Transfer Portal on Twitter. And when he went into the portal, the Transfer Portal tweeted out, it's always good to see one of our regulars. So what do you make of Pittsburgh now and UCLA here? We're expecting points, but how do we get there? Yeah, Caden Slovis has the fast pass, much like when you go to Six Flags. <laughs> we could just skip the whole line to go into whatever school he wants. Uh, Dave, this is another game where I'm not necessarily infatuated with it because of how big the line adjusted here with UCLA. They opened around five in several shops, and now you're over the key number of seven. But I would still lean with the Bruins. They have a majority of their guys, if I'm not mistaken, still in the mix. Mm-hmm. It's not like Pittsburgh was lighting it up even when Slovis was their starting quarterback. And UCLA garnered some momentum toward the back half of this season. So I think UCLA is the right side. But again, laying eight right now, knowing what you could have had, it's a tough call to make pre-flop. Could be one of those in-game spots. But honestly, again, like the old adage gun in my head, I certainly would rather lay it with UCLA because I wouldn't be shocked if they won this game by 10 or more points. So that would be my strong lean for that match. You know, there's certain coaches, I think, in both college and the NFL, for that matter, that we, when I say we, it's probably collectively social media, right? That we label guys and that's who they are and they can never change their stripes. Like Chip Kelly has proven to me, like not that he has to prove anything to me, but just by watching the ascent of UCLA's, UCLA's program, he knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. Because he took over a pretty dormant program there uh, in, in, at UCLA. And now I don't, they're a big boy. They're a big boy player in the Pac-12 now. Now they're not going to be in the Pac-12 very long because they're going to be leaving. But is he has he shown that to you that like I look at coaches like who do I trust? Especially if I got a layover touchdown, and I don't, I'm with you. I don't want a layover touchdown. I might look in game here, but I actually trust. I can't believe I'm saying this. I trust trust Chip Kelly that he knows what he's doing and how to run a, an effective offense. Yeah, I think the proof is in the pudding these past couple of seasons. They were really tough this year in a lot of games where the betting market seemed to count them out. Yeah, And you can cap it off in this bowl effort against a depleted team in Pittsburgh. I think Chip Kelly wants to add to his resume. You need to, especially with how USC is progressing, you need to get these big bowl wins. You need to be recognized publicly by the media so you can get some of these notable players to get to your program. Not that they're struggling that much with it, but you know, just in the sense that you're getting some of these bigger efforts around you and you got to get something to pull them in. And I think that's getting a big win here and showing your players have fun in a dominant way and a great offense designed by him. That's why I do think you're correct in saying the coaching advantage should go with the Bruins. All right. So we'll see how that one plays out between UCLA and Pittsburgh, you know, a game that I wanted to get in on when it was announced was South Carolina against Notre Dame. And I thought, oh, man, the way South Carolina ended their season, Shane Beamer's got something going there with the Gamecocks. And then you see these opt-outs. And you don't expect it necessarily from the South Carolinas of the world. And I know Notre Dame's looking like they might get Sam, Sam Hartman in the transfer portal, Marcus Freeman, his first bowl game as head coach. And it's kind of like two younger coaches 
with programs that could be on the rise, and it's kind of shied me away from the South Carolina side a little bit. How do you handicap this one with Notre Dame laying three and a half in that total at around 51? Well, so Notre Dame's missing Drew Pine, and then their star tight end, correct? Yep. They're not going to be in this game. That's so, right. Yeah, so that yeah, that kind of scares me a little bit from wanting to back Notre Dame here. And I know you mentioned like South Carolina did look great finally toward the end of the season. Uh, they lose their offensive coordinator actually going to my alma mater, Nebraska, uh, which is kind of questionable because he only had like a handful of good games. But nevertheless, uh, we'll see how that turns out. But I don't know. Now that this number is creeping back up toward the Fighting Irish, I would actually lean a little bit more toward the Gamecocks. I haven't gotten fully into this one, Dave, so I'm not going to necessarily hang my hat on back in that side, but I just Notre Dame to me. And I grew up a Notre Dame fan being here in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. All they do is disappoint me, especially in these big games, Dave. So um, <laughs> yeah, bad transition from a Notre Dame fan to a Cornhusker fan. It's, it's brutal <laughs> all, all around, but I, I don't know. Like I wanted to back Freeman in that game last year that the team would rally around him in right. the bowl game. They got smoked, right? And now you're losing some of your more notable guys, even though Pine wasn't supposed to be your starting quarterback, he stepped in and did a serviceable effort, but now you got to switch some things up. Now you don't have your reliable weapons. I don't know if I trust them enough to lay over three. So I would gravitate towards South Carolina. Don't know if I'm going to partake in it. However, Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Again, I, I love what Shane Beamer was able to do late. I don't know mm -hmm. that they've got the athletes, but you mentioned Notre Dame probably without their two best offensive weapons in this one. So, again, could be an in-game scenario if you don't have a strong lean either way. See how that four, first quarter kind of plays out. Speaking of first quarter playing out, so glad Syracuse punted from the Minnesota 42. <laughs> I hope you can hear the dripping sarcasm in my voice. Minnesota has now gone down and scored. It's 7 nothing now, Golden Gophers, and that numbers, they have flipped. Minnesota now laying 13-and-a-half, and that total has crept back up slightly to 39-and-a-half. So, again, I hope that uh, Dino Babers realizes it's a bowl game. Take your shots when you have them, Cuse. Because you're not the better football team out there today. Sometimes you got to go for a little bit more instead of playing it conservatively. That backfired on Syracuse. So, again, possibly in-game scenarios if you think Houston's is live, as I do, 13.5 is now a better number than I got at 11 before this game started. Okay, we're going to ship up to Boston next and go up to Beantown and catch up with our guy Josh Applebaum and get his thoughts on what's happening with the moving numbers in Tennessee, the quarterback news, big news out of Tennessee today that Joshua Dobbs will be the starting quarterback and not Malik Willis. How has that affected the number and see where that steam is going? Come on back. Danny Burke and I right here on Big Bets on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for just $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You're going to receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VSIN Pro access through the end of March Madness. At VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We roll on. Big bets here. This edition, Syracuse trying to get on the board here. Danny, I'm sweating out this first half line. They keep running reverses that go ne- negative yards here. So, second and long for Cuse. They are in Minnesota territory, down 7 nothing. But the sweat is real. Let's uh, ship up to Boston for our guy, Josh Applebaum. Right now, he is the host of Morning Bets and Market Insights Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Josh underscore Insights. Josh, great to have you back on this Thursday. Happy holidays to you as we get ready for the new year. Uh, first of all, before we go any further, we've been talking a lot, Danny and I, and certainly Amal and I as well, about in-game betting in some of these bowl games. Are you finding that to be a smarter way to handicap with all the unknowns, opt-outs, new coachings, you know, coaching decisions and changes on the staffs? Is that a smarter way to handicap some of these games if you're really not sure pre-flop what these games are going to look like? 
So, Dave and Danny, great to be with you. Happy holidays. And I think you hit the nail on the head here, Dave. I think there's two ways to approach it. Number one is, you know, if you don't identify an edge pre-flop, so before the game is played, then you can sit back. Maybe you have the day off. A lot of people, are, you know, it's kind of a holiday week here to bet and be able to watch these games. Typically, you know, if these are day games in the regular season, you know, we're not going to be able to watch them if you're working, although obviously Saturdays people are mostly off. But whole point being, if you don't have a bet on the early, you know, pre-flop line, see how the game is progressing. See the motivational angle. See how some of these times when you have, you know, like, uh, you know, backup or interim play callers who maybe look overmatched or don't know what they're doing or maybe there's an injury i think it's a great way to approach it guys but to me the, the ultimate angle when you're betting bowl games i do take a overall contrarian angle trying to bet against the public because you have such heavy public betting these games are all nationally televised there's a big bias uh, with the public toward favorites and toward overs but what have we seen so far in the bowl games guys it's been dogs and unders dogs are 14 and 11 against the spread 56 percent unders are 17 and 9 65 percent here so dogs and unders have been the play and I'll give you a perfect example in terms of a motivational angle. You know, Duke and, and UCF yesterday, to me that was a great example of, you know, Duke had a first-year coach who wanted to cap the season off with a win. They had all their guys playing. UCF sat pretty much all their guys. They had another star quarterback play. We had a bunch of opt-outs. So, and you, again, the big thing there to me was that dog-to-fave line move to the Dukies where they, they opened like getting two and a half. They flipped to minus three. So to me, Dave, if you don't have an early angle, you can look for in-game. But my favorite angle here would be looking at when the market is a aligning with the motivational spot where one team has opt-outs, transfers, interim coaches. The other team has the line move and they're ready to go with all their guys playing. To me, Duke was a perfect example of that yesterday. Well, Josh, I think we have another example of that later tonight in a big showdown with Texas and Washington. We know that Texas is missing some notable guys, Bijan Robinson being one of them. And on the other side, well, Washington has their star quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. back in the mix. Coming back next season, he will be playing in the bowl game. The line has moved in favor of the Huskies. Does this kind of apply to what you were just saying? It absolutely does, Danny. You hit the nail on the head. I'm on Washington here. I'll take the plus three. I would have loved to gotten the hook there, plus three and a half or a bit earlier. Now, this one, again, matches both of those boxes or checks off both boxes that pretty much Duke had yesterday. From a data standpoint, what's the market doing? Well, if you flash back, Danny, just about a week ago, a week and a half ago, you know, this line was as high as like Duke laying six, laying five, laying four and a half. Now you're all the way down to three. So all this late money coming in is coming in on Washington. Now, that's notable because if you look at the bet splits here, it's pretty much 50-50. Public doesn't know what to do. Uh, right down the middle here, it's technically 53% of bets on the Huskies, but they are taking into account, Danny, almost 80% of the money. That's the similar split that you saw yesterday with the Dukies, like half the tickets, but bigger money. So when I use our VEASAN.com bet splits from DraftKings, I want as you know a contrarian as I can be, but at least 10 cents or more money versus bets. So that would match with Washington. So boom, we can check off the box there with the data and with the line movement toward Washington. We'll see if this thing gets down to two and a half. If you take the points and you see it down to two and a half, that's going to be an even better indication that the Huskies are taking in money. But Danny, that other angle that you mentioned is huge here. Michael Penix Jr., the star quarterback, as you mentioned, he could have gone to the NFL. He could have transferred. He could have sat out this game to protect his future. He didn't do any of those things. He's going to play. I was reading uh, some beat reporters here in Washington saying kind of what a, what a motivational angle that provides for the team when you see your star quarterback saying, hey, I'm going to play this game and we're going to win this game. That sends a really good vibe throughout the locker room. And then to your other point, Danny, Texas, complete opposite here. You know, Texas, uh, they won they won their last couple games here. Uh, however, they're going to uh, miss their two-star running backs. They're going to go to the NFL. One of their best defensive players is going to sit out this game. So we have a motivational angle in favor of Washington. Texas has a bunch of opt-outs, and the Lions going to Washington. This is my blueprint play in bowl game season time, guys. Give me the plus three with the Huskies. Absolutely love that handicap. Before we get to Thursday Night Football, let's round out the bowl action here. 
and get your thoughts, Josh, on Oklahoma against Florida State. Now, I'm on a group text uh, with two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden, of course, before he went to the Steelers, played at Florida State. And he told me, don't worry about the 10. Take the Seminoles. Uh, Josh, I'm nervous because the number's ticking up. Where's the, where's the money going here? Because it feels like everybody's going to be on Florida State, and I hate to be on the public side. I'm right there with you, Dave. So, you know, from our betting splits, it's around 57% bets, 77% money on Florida State. So it's not that overwhelming at DraftKings. But to me, Dave, this is all about uh, your personal style as a better. Like, to me, I'm with you. I don't really want to bet Florida State right now. They could roll win by 20 points or more. However, they open as low as, like, laying 6.5, laying 7, laying 8. Now we're up to 10. We're on a key number here. This is a 530 game. So I think the next move is meaningful. Will, will there be any buyback on plus 10 here with Oklahoma bringing it back down? So to me, it's your, your buddy's totally right, Mr. McFadden. The line is going to Florida State. But as, in terms of a value-based play, to me, if you're laying a 10 now, when it when it opened much lower, closer to 6.5 or 7, mm -hmm. it's kind of a no bet here. And also keep an eye out, as we mentioned, those dogs are doing very well. The unders are doing well. I know there's a lot of over money in this one. It opened like 62. You're up to 65.5. But this would be a no play for me, Dave, uh, even though I fully admit the line is going to FSU here. All right, Josh, let's take it to the NFL tonight. We don't have the most attractive game, but the betting market seems to not care because it keeps moving and moving and seeing all this attention. Dallas now up to as high as a 14-point wow. favorite against the Titans and Josh Dobbs. What do you make of this game with all the significant movement you've seen with both the total and the spread? Yeah, Danny, this one is fascinating. And you and I think the, the key word here, Michael Lombardi's favorite word, steam. This is steam like you read about here on the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they opened as low as one of the early look at numbers it was only like Dallas minus three, you know, way back yeah. months ago. But we pretty much opened, you know, I, I saw some openers of like, you know, nine and a half, nine. We got up to 10 immediately. It was kind of a lull there for a few days. Then it jumped up to minus 12. And then just since from last night into today, we went from 12 and a half up to 14. So big angle here would obviously be the quarterback. You're going to get Josh. Joshua Dobbs at QB instead of Malik Willis. So as soon as Dobbs was announced as the QB, you had a lot of money continue to pour in on Dallas. Now Dallas, they're kind of, they're one thing to kind of like about Dallas in terms of percentage standpoint is they're not that lopsided. They're only getting 55% bets, but almost 80% of the money. We have seen these non-conference favorites do pretty well here. Lack of familiarity, benefiting quote unquote, the better team, but it's all about, again, the value play. Like to me, uh, if I'm going to lay off FSU because the line's too much, there's no way I can take Dallas minus 14. I mean, they could roll when, you know, 21 to three. Uh, but if you're getting the worst of the number here on a key number of 14, to me, you're getting, you're kind of, uh, the value is now gone, especially now that you're at 14. So where does the next move go? Is there any buyback? We'll kind of have to monitor that. I would mention, though, a lot of injuries, you know, no Derrick Henry. You have a bunch of defensive guys, Jeffrey Simmons out. I think Mike Vrabel is kind of maybe punting on this game, saying it doesn't mean a lot. Let's rest our guys. If they win their finale there against the Jaguars, they're going to get into the playoffs. So I think to me, Vrabel's almost, you know, not giving this game up, but saying it's more important next week than it is this week. Also, guys, this is kind of a betting system play on Tennessee. Like, I'm not brave enough to take the 14. I would go Tennessee or nothing here, but to me, it's a layoff. But you do have a lot of matches here. Double-digit dogs this season are 12-7 and seven against the spread, 63%. Vrabel as a dog, 61% ATS. Dogs who failed to cover the previous week, 59% ATS. So there are some matches if you want to buy low on Tennessee. But my play, guys, is the under. Give me the under here. Uh, I got a pretty good 42.5 earlier this week. It did open 44.5. We gotten down to 40. It touched 39.5. And when Dobbs was announced as the QB, it did tick up back to 40. So at this point, 
I'm going under 40. Maybe you can find a hook on the under 40 and a half. You do have a windy under here, and you have a primetime under in which the total is falling. So I don't want anything to do with the spread. To me, it's an underplay. I'm going to go under in this one. Yeah, a lot of bad weather it looks like in Tennessee as well. Josh, got about a minute to go here. Very quickly, tell the people about the Morning Bets podcast that they can listen to each and every morning. Yeah, I appreciate it, Dave. You know, waking up, I think the, the whole key factor here, we have the Market Insights pod that I do later in the day. But if you wake up, you got to go to work. You don't have enough time in the morning to break down all these games, look at all the numbers. I'm just going to give you 15 minutes of kind of the biggest games of the day, the biggest line moves. If you take a contrarian angle like myself, I'll give you all the betting percentages, the betting systems. So you kind of wake up, give yourself quick 15 minutes when you're getting in the car, going to work. Uh, and to me, that's a good time to pick off good numbers before they move. When people are sleeping, that's a lot of times when sharps make their move. So really. Uh, Really appreciate it, Dave. And happy holidays. I'll see you guys next year. Absolutely. I got my coffee when I listen, Josh. Appreciate you. As <laughs> always, my friend, happy new year to Josh Applebaum up there in Boston. When we come back, we'll talk some news and notes in the NFL, Danny. And also, again, buckle up because we're going to have Mike Pritchard join the program. Can't wait to get his thoughts on what's going on with the Raiders out here in the desert. Whoa. Come on back. Hour number two of Big Bets right around the corner here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.